This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, we got another breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Let's go across town to that home daycare center. Get to Ryan Callahan. Ryan, would you please be so kind as to tell the good people while we're having a breaking news edition of the podcast? And this, uh, this is a big one, Ryan. Yeah, I was going to say this might not quite register in the holy bleep territory for you, but it is a big one. Uh, Tennessee has landed four-star cornerback Jordan Matthews of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and this will come as a surprise to many. This is a bit of an upset, as close as you can get to a uh, to maybe a surprise in, in today's recruiting world. They do happen from time to time, even with things like the crystal ball, um, you know, kind of, uh, kind of I, I guess, giving people an idea of what to expect. In this case, you know, I think the, the expectation for really months now has been that Jordan Matthews would end up at Texas. And he, all the, if you look at just all the evidence and all the conventional wisdom about recruiting, it, it's, it's not hard to see why people would have thought that. He's visited Texas at least four times. His most recent visit was to Texas on, uh, around July 28th sometime that week. Um, he was back there with a bunch of Texas commitments hanging out and uh, has some good relationships there, and it's been a lot of time there. And Texas, I think, for a, a while has felt that it was in good shape with Jordan Matthews. And Tennessee, meanwhile, has hosted him on only one visit, his official visit to Knoxville the weekend of June 24th. Uh, but Tennessee has very quietly been more of a contender in this one for a while, I think, uh, than, than a lot of people realized. I think he had high expectations going into that Tennessee visit, and that Tennessee visit really blew him away. And I think the Vols have just stayed after him, and he sees a real opportunity in, in their secondary uh, to, to maybe step in and play right away. A, a guy who's going to be an early enrollee, so he'll be on campus in January. Um, he likes Willie Martinez's track record, likes that coaching staff and the relationship he's built. Um, just, just think he sees a chance to, to do some big things in the SEC. And, and this is a big-time player, top 247 prospect with more than 30 offers. Alabama and Clemson just offered him in June, so his stock has continued to rise. Good speed, ten six six. I think is the is his fastest verified time in the one hundred meters. So uh, definitely a, a really good player. And this is a uh, hard, hard to overstate the importance of this one on the especially on the heels of landing Ricky Gibson uh, just yesterday. A huge pickup for Tennessee to to go into Louisiana and in Baton Rouge, granted, and get a kid like this. Um, that you know we'll talk about that in a minute. That sort of that angle of things, but to go into Louisiana and get a kid like this away from Texas that obviously has a little bit of a geographical advantage, this one's huge for Tennessee. Yeah, and, and Ryan, I'll be honest. When when you told me a, a little while back that, that you thought Tennessee was really in this race, I, I kind of wondered – what you'd been smoking it just it seemed like you know it's weird sometimes in recruiting you go out there and you hear things and 
it goes against the grain and just like any reporting, right? And it kind of goes against the grain and you're not really sure, hey, is this real? Because everybody else is saying something else. What made Tennessee, how did Tennessee do this? Because I, I think uh, aside from you, this one has jumped up and, and bitten a lot of people. It surprised a lot of people. What did Tennessee do in much less time, I guess, at least in, uh, in person than Texas did to make this happen? Well, that, that's one key, less time in person, but Tennessee has actually been in this one for a long time. They actually offered him 10 days before Texas back in May of 2021. So this is a long time target of Tennessee's, has been in frequent contact with Tennessee for a long time. His official visit to Knoxville was planned back in the spring. So, uh, so the Vols have, have been in position to at least be a contender for him for a while now. I, I think, you know, there was a feeling middle of the summer or so that, you know, Texas at least needed to, to do some work on that, on that visit at the end of July to, to close things up and, and seal the deal. But, uh, but I think the Longhorns have been pretty confident all along. And sometimes it's, you know, maybe it was just the desire to keep things uh, sort of a secret and, and, and be able to surprise people and actually have a, a genuine surprising moment, which is, is hard to come by in recruiting these days. But uh, Jordan Matthews played this one, pretty well to keep people in the dark a little bit. You know, I think the, the, the perception again has been out there for a long time that it was Texas. And, and, and I think that probably was the case for a while, but Tennessee just to their credit, I think they just knocked it out of the park on that official visit. They, they stayed on him uh, really aggressively after that official visit and felt, I think some optimism coming off that visit because things really went well. Uh, you, you know, maybe in the back of your mind, you're a little skeptical at that time because it's like, well, he's still probably going to go back to Texas before he commits. And if that happens, can we sustain the momentum, even if we feel good right now? And I think the longer it went, I, I think Tennessee just kind of started to realize, hey, we've got a real shot at this. Like this, this can happen. And uh, and, you know, Jordan Matthews is just uh, the, the, t- the right type of kid that was willing to leave the state to begin with. And, and that opens the door for a school like Tennessee to, to have a shot. And uh, I think always liked the idea of playing in the SEC. And again, that just kind of clicked with that coaching staff and you know other guys in Tennessee's class and things like that. So just you know, the stars kind of aligned for Tennessee on this one. It's it's uh, it's going to be probably a bit of a head scratcher to, to Texas, which I think has felt for a long time that it was in the driver's seat. Um, these things can happen. You know, you see some some surprises, uh, you know, a few years ago, uh, you know, uh, Eric Gilbert picking uh, LSU uh, over over a couple of other teams that thought they had a had a good shot and LSU was sort of out of left field you know that was a that that was as big of a surprise as I can remember you know there've been some surprises in recruiting but this one as far as Tennessee is concerned this you know this will rank as one of Tennessee's biggest surprise commitments probably uh in in recent years just for for sort of out of the blue uh shock factor a little bit you know not completely out of nowhere and, and I think we led people to believe on, on GoVols 24-7 over the last few weeks that Tennessee had a shot in this one. But I still think there was some skepticism out there all the way to the end. That, Dude, that I was skeptical. I, I was totally skeptical because it, it, it's not just because it's Texas, right? Tennessee and Texas going head-to-head in recruiting, that, 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 that's, a, that's a fight that Tennessee can win sometimes. I, I, I think sometimes people put the other UT like on a pedestal. I, I'm not doing that at all. 
But I do think it's important to note that this kid is from a place that's significantly uh, closer to Austin than it is uh, to Knoxville. And, and also, you know, I know Tennessee's got the, the Nico Iamaliava class here, but Texas got the Arch Manning class. Texas right now, I mean, Bama and Notre Dame are kind of ahead of the field right now, but Texas has a class ranked third nationally and, and has, still has room to grow. I mean, Texas could end up with one of the one or two or three best recruiting classes in the country this season. I, it just seemed like Texas had kind of been on a roll and it, they wanted this kid they were going to get him. It just kind of it just kind of surprised me. It shocked me, to be honest with you, because you, you obviously cover this more than I do, but just everything about the tea leaves there had seemed like Texas. But but nonetheless, he has committed to Tennessee. And in, in terms of what sort of a player is this, explain just how good of a prospect this is because he's got that size at corner that you like. He can get a little bit bigger, certainly. He'll probably need to. But uh, in terms of the height, the wingspan, the quickness, I mean, this kid checks a lot of boxes. Absolutely. This is uh, th- this is what you're looking for at, at the cornerback position. We talked about you know some of the similar things with Ricky Gibson. Uh, this is just a, a, a little bit more of a polished and proven guy, maybe in terms of uh, just just ranking and cornerback skill set right now. Uh, you know, again, has been getting big time offers for about 18 months now. Got his very first offer back in January of 2021 from uh, I think Mississippi State. And it's just kind of taken off from there. Up over 30 offers uh, now. And again, this summer, Clemson and Alabama and camped at, at, at Alabama to earn that offer. So that, that's some pretty high praise, obviously. And, you know, he's had an LSU offer for more than a year. We'll, we'll probably talk about that here in a second. LSU, you always worry about uh, being in Baton Rouge. Uh, that, that, you know, could they still be a factor down the stretch and things like that? But LSU has been involved with him for a long time. Um, so he's, again, had the seal of approval uh, from, from a bunch of schools here and uh, in Tennessee obviously feels it's getting a top of the board. You know, this is, this is a top target for a long time for Tennessee. This isn't just a guy that uh, ended up being a real possibility. So they went after him hard. This was a, you know, in, in that top group of cornerbacks, Tennessee has been recruiting all along, uh, along with guys like Christian Conyer too. So this is no doubt uh, someone Tennessee has coveted and, and feels it's getting a, a guy who can be an early contributor, but yeah, it has the length, you know, sure. needs to probably put on a few pounds, but that's not different from uh from many cornerbacks at, at that age, and, and he's coming in as an early enrollee in January, so I think he'll he'll even have a chance to to give you some early playing time, maybe. But you know, ten six six in the one hundred says a lot to me. This is the kid who can run, uh, a, a kid who's already I think pretty pretty proven as a cornerback playing a, a, against pretty good competition in Louisiana. Uh, that's a really good state, obviously, for high school football, and uh, you know d- can vary a little bit from one school to the next, but plays good competition there. And uh, I, I think you're I think you're going to see a guy that. That, uh, has a chance at least to, to make a name for himself early at Tennessee in a in a really strong cornerback class. I would say this is really one of the you know already one of the best cornerback classes Tennessee has signed in years. Uh, with just one four star right now, I think it's that good. Um, but Jordan Matthews, obviously the headliner of that group, being a top two hundred prospect nationally, no question becomes uh, the star of that class. But I, I you know it'll be interesting to see how those guys kind of jockey for position over the over the long haul, because I think Christian Conyer and, and, and Ricky Gibson both have some, some real upside as well, but no, no question. Jordan Matthews will be the most uh, star studded of that group. And for good reason, you know, with that kind of length, that kind of speed and that kind of track record in Louisiana, there's a lot to work with there. There is. And there's a lot more to talk about also in this episode, but before we do that, we got to step away for just a second, pay some bills, listen to products, services, uh, in-house ads, etc., and then we'll be right back here on the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Hashtag 
add money. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast, brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago. During that commercial break, West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio, Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at his home daycare center, and we have got a big, big edition here of the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Tennessee has has uh, shocked the world, pulled the Muhammad Ali, shocked the world, and added uh, Jordan Matthews to its recruiting class, uh, one of the very best uh, cornerback prospects in the country. This is a kid who is ranked number 139 overall in the composite, a top 10 player uh, in the state of Louisiana, uh, right there at Woodlawn High School in Baton Rouge, a big, big get for Tennessee, and we have more to discuss about that and other things. Um, but before we do that, guys, just a, just a quick quick uh, request from this end, if you don't mind. If you could take about a minute out of your day right now, maybe 75 seconds, maybe 90 seconds tops, please go in there, rate and review and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, if you're just listening on the website, we love you. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. There is no wrong way to consume this podcast. But what really helps us out is if you go on there on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world you can find or cast the fine pod. You can find the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. But do this for free, and we're happy to do it. The only thing that we ask in return, please tell some friends. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We can keep adding wolves to this wolf pack as we've done since we started this thing. So if you're already doing that, thank you. We love you. If not, uh, go f*** yourself. That's the... That's the motto. That is the motto. Ryan, quick question about Jordan Matthews here, because I think this is something that um, I, I, I think 
maybe some people who are like super into the recruiting industry would probably know this, but there's a lot of other people who just kind of casually follow it who aren't really, maybe don't really understand how rare it is uh, to go into Baton Rouge, Louisiana, pretty much anywhere in that state, but definitely in the city of Baton Rouge proper, and to go in there and get like a, one of the top cornerback prospects in the country, one of the top players in the country, and uh, he's not going to LSU, and he's got an LSU offer. And, and for people who don't know, it is so hard to go into that state uh, and beat LSU for kids. And Tennessee ended up beating Texas in the end. So is there something with the coaching change going on there? Is this something Tennessee still needs to worry about? Because for me, from the outside looking in, this just, just looks like something that's potentially something to worry about at some point. I, I think this is going to be one of those recruitments that you never feel completely safe until uh, he's signed, sealed, and delivered on, on early signing day in December. And that's, um, you know, that's just the smart way to look at it, probably. Uh, that's not to say that I think uh, Jordan Matthews thinks his recruitment is, is not over and that he's going to take more visits or anything like that, because I don't think he's looking at it that way. I think he feels he's, he's done and, uh, and not likely to look around much at, after this, if at all. Um, so I, I, I don't, I don't think you, I don't think Tennessee fans should necessarily be panicking and wondering about the latest on Jordan Matthews every single day, that kind of thing. But it's going to be one of those things that you keep an eye on throughout the fall, just to be sure things don't change with LSU because he is right there in LSU's backyard. As, as you kind of alluded to, it's, you know, that's a state that puts out some serious talent. And LSU normally gets its pick of who it wants. Yeah, I think uh, more. I think more per capita than just about any other state because it's not like it's the size of, of Florida or Texas, but it produces so many prospects. Yeah, and, and LSU, I, I've said for years, you know, they, their um, their setup is is probably the the most favorable for in state recruiting uh, of any of the SEC states because it's uh, it's a strong strong state for talent, uh, as you said, per capita but they're the only SEC program in that state. And, and so the home state draw there is as strong as anywhere. I think, I think the only one that I've seen that would – you know, Alabama, you could certainly argue, has, has a similar in-state pull, but even there they'll occasionally lose one to Auburn or, or even somebody, somebody out of state like Georgia or Clemson. You know, Ohio State is the other one that comes to mind for me that has such a strong in-state pull. But um, it's, it's not often LSU loses anybody in-state that it really genuinely wants, and that's that sort of – uh, brings brings us to what happened here. I, I think this has been sort of an off again, on again relationship between LSU and Jordan Matthews. I think there's been genuine interest at times. At other times, I'm not sure LSU has gone all out for him. Um, so it's going to be one of those things that's interesting to follow this fall but, but to see if anything he, changes. He's rated better. I mean, ratings aren't everything, Ryan. We've said that for years on this podcast, and we firmly believe that. But when you look at their other commitments at that position, he just looks like he's a better prospect than the ones they've got. Yeah, and and depending on who you talk to, you know, there, there's some talk that LSU maybe maybe botched this one a little bit by you know maybe not going after him harder you know earlier in his recruitment and things like that. There's obviously a coaching change there, as you as you mentioned, uh, with Brian Kelly staff coming in. He did get an offer from LSU uh, more than a year ago, uh, back in June of 2021. Um, so was being recruited there by the previous staff, but uh, you know. I'm not sure exactly how hard and, and how long LSU has recruited him that hard. Um, and, and they have three cornerback commitments in their class as of yeah, right now. A, a, top, a top six class right now. I mean, Yeah, a, a very good class. But th- when you look at their cornerbacks, they've got a couple of three stars and, and not, not high-end three-star prospects as well. One of them from, from Las Vegas, one of them in-state um, that, that are currently committed to them. So 
uh, it will be interesting to see if they if they try to reverse course on that at some point. Uh, if LSU does make a, a harder push for him this fall, uh, you know, if he ha- especially if he has a good senior season and LSU decides to reassess things at cornerback or anything like that, uh, leading up to early signing day, anything is certainly possible. So definitely wouldn't rule out that that LSU could make a run at him. You know, we've seen that before with guys like this. Uh, you know, I I mention all the time uh, Travis Etienne is is a good example. You can get guys from there. Um, even if LSU pursues them, you know, ETN was looking at Clemson and Tennessee years ago and, uh, Tennessee had a, had a real shot, got an official visit. Clemson offered relatively late in the game and, and got in there and ultimately landed him. Of course, LSU though, offered him in January that year. And, and, you know, he just decided not to care, decided it was too late and he was willing to leave the state. And a lot of people thought he might not. So sometimes even when LSU goes back after someone or goes after them late, it doesn't change things. So it, it does happen. It can be done. Um, but it's until until early signing day, I'm sure fans are going to wonder, will LSU circle back to this kid right in their backyard because he is highly ranked. He is highly regarded and, and coveted by a lot of other staffs. So it just, you know, for, for maybe multiple reasons, it hasn't been a fit so far. And he's been very open. I've talked to him for months about it. He's been very open to the idea of leaving the state. And I think at this point, he's kind of got his mind set on it. So, it will be interesting to see if anything changes there on either or both ends at some point in the next few months. But right now, I think Tennessee's got a good chance of, of keeping him all the way to signing day. You just never say never with a situation like that when you're in the same town as an SEC school with such a strong in-state you know, gravitational pull. Well, maybe he just saw those videos with Brian Kelly and 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 also him trying to do a Southern accent, and he was just like, "Nah, I I I, I ain't got nothing to do with that." I don't know. Maybe. And nonetheless, Ryan, I, I mean, we talked about this a little bit, you know, when when Ricky Gibson committed. So we don't have to really belabor this point. But but twenty four hours ago. Uh, Tennessee was sitting there with with five DB commitments, two corners, um, and and three safeties. Now, you know, obviously, just one day later, Tennessee is up to six defensive backs, uh, three corners, three safeties in this class. That seems like it, and every year is different. And, and you always want to take some of the best players available, yada yada yada. Um, but generally speaking, six DBs in a class does seem like it's uh, it seems like it's a good number. Like, I don't know. Tennessee's got other needs, too. Do, do you think, unless there's something weird that happened, that you think Tennessee might be done at DB in this class, or or is it way too early to say that? I, I think there's a good chance they are. Uh, I'm, I'm not ready to close the door completely on that, especially because you never know how evaluations can change, whether Tennessee decides to, to have some turnover, or whether anything changes with the current commitment flipping elsewhere. I mean, again, we just, we were just talking about that possibility existing with Jordan Matthews. Uh, even if it is a long shot, maybe right now, you just never know, um, you know, that uh, any, anybody else could get an offer that could, that could throw things into, into chaos and, and, and maybe uh, cause Tennessee to, to have to make some other plans. So, yeah, but if, as long as everything stays status quo with, uh, with all six of these guys, uh, and that's a big if, but as, as long as that stays the, the case, I think there's a real chance they could be done. I think numbers wise, they're comfortable taking six DBs. Uh, now there, there. It's worth noting at least that you don't have to worry about the twenty-five signee limit anymore, as we've touched on before. But still, so you're, if, you're at twenty-one though, so you're 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 close either way, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to go too far beyond twenty-five to that point. So I, I do think they, you know, considering their other needs that they still would like to address, I think the remaining spots they they do choose to fill in this class will will likely be elsewhere. Um, but if there was the right player, just so- someone that popped up that was an opportunity for them to to add to their class, you know, cornerback is, is a position they've struggled to address in, in recent years. So if the right guy came available and you still could add him, 
um, and the numbers didn't deter that player, you know, having three corners already in the class, then I, I think Tennessee would, would maybe consider it. But I, uh, in all likelihood, I think they would, they're comfortable right now thinking that they are likely done uh, in, in the secondary. So, I mean, that, you know, we've touched on it before, but this is three really high on the board cornerbacks that Tennessee has landed. Um, not, not too often in recent memory, Tennessee has done something similar to this uh, in terms of just getting three guys they've really been after for, for quite some time. I mean, these are all guys that Tennessee's been pursuing pretty aggressively since, uh, you know, March or earlier uh, this year. You know, Ricky Gibson, I guess the shortest time frame of that bunch, and that's one that visited for the first time back in early March. And then, you know, Christian Conyer, uh, nearly an in-state prospect for Tennessee that they recruited for a long time. And then, uh, obviously, Jordan Matthews, we mentioned they offered back in May of last year, pretty early in Josh Heupel's tenure. So, you know, these are three pretty top-of-the-board guys for Tennessee, and they, uh, I think they feel pretty good about what they've gotten done at corner, and safety was a big need, too. So so signing three in this class makes some sense there. So uh, I, I think this is the kind of class they've needed, frankly, uh, for, for probably the, the past year or two to address their uh, their shortage of proven depth in the secondary. And this this has a chance to be a, a kind of transitional class for Tennessee to give them the next generation of stars if some of these guys live up to the hype uh, and, and a chance to upgrade their talent immediately uh, on, on at both positions. So I think this is huge. And, yeah, I think Tennessee is, is quite possibly done. But, you know, you never know about things like that. And evaluations and, and other things can always change this fall. And I got to tell you, Ryan, it's uh... – today seems like another really good example of this why some of us i have said it i know i've said it several times over over the recent years today's another example of dismiss the the power of the tennessee brand um sort of at your own foolishness because this program still can go up here and do things like this and uh, can get your attention because you look at some of the commitments in this class and still after everything they've been through uh, all the transitions, everything, they can still go get somebody. They, they absolutely can. And, and I, I think we're seeing this is this is a fascinating year to me because we're seeing more competition across the board for uh, spots in the top 10. Uh, you know, I, I know everyone's going to keep an eye on the team rankings. And, you know, it, after this edition, depending on how the numbers shake out, I, I think Tennessee still might be just outside the yeah, top 10. I think, I think number uh, 11 still, yeah at the time of this, uh, this recording. So that could always change the decommitments and things like that uh, between now and the time this podcast airs. But I, I do think there is a, a chance they'll be outside the top 10 still, but that this could be a very good class and still not quite finish in the top 10. Uh, and I think there's a very realistic chance Tennessee ends up with, you know, somewhere between a number 11 and number 15 class. And that wouldn't be a travesty. Uh, and that wouldn't mean this class is any, any less impressive than people have been thinking for the past few months. It is. I mean, these are two, you just touched on it. Really big recruiting wins. Tennessee just had the past two days beating out uh, Georgia for a, for a cornerback they've liked for a long time, and then beating out obviously Texas for a cornerback they've a highly ranked cornerback that they thought they've been in, in the driver's seat for for months. So um, really impressive wins, and, and as in different states, you know Tennessee's reaching out kind of all over the southeast to to get some of these wins. Going out to California to get a big time quarterback, obviously uh, they, they've had some really really nice wins this year, and. The team rankings might not even fully reflect, I think, in some ways, how good this class is. Because I, I see potential major contributors throughout this class, uh, and it's got some depth to it that, that we've not seen uh, in quality, top to bottom, that we've not seen in some of Tennessee's recent classes in some cases. So I, I think this is a uh, – yeah, I think that's that, that point is definitely valid, and, and, and Tennessee continues to, to rack up some nice wins in this class. So I think just keep the, 
keep the big picture in mind, know that this is one of, you know, a, a few classes they need to stack on top of each other and keep kind of chipping away at it. But this is a really nice uh, class that's going to, if Tennessee holds it together, is, is going to have a real chance to start kind of transforming this roster. And that, I think, is a really good point to, uh, to end it on. Unless you got anything else, Ron. You got anything else? No, I think let's leave it at that and stop while we're ahead. There you go. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thanks, Wes. And there's the button. And now I can say, guys, thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. As always, we always say it, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. If you want uh, just Tennessee news in your feed, nothing else, get that at twitter.com slash govals247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247 and you can get tons of stuff there throughout the day, all day, every day. But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the tap, go get that at govals247.com. The best site on all of Al Gore's internet to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, Basketball, basketball recruiting, uh, baseball, tons of stuff going on there these days, obviously. Lady Vols coverage, where Maria Cornelius does an excellent job all year covering all things Lady Vols for us all the time. we got two forums that run around the clock 24-7, as the name suggests. we got the checkerboard and the summit, where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you can discuss anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with Tennessee fans across the world, pretty much every freaking time zone that exists we've got somebody there we got people up at different hours of the day we got all kinds any time of day anytime you go there you're going to find a bunch of people on there talking tennessee athletics talking sec stuff talking pro sports talking life advice with kids what to get spouses for their for anniversaries uh lawn maintenance just you never know what people are going to be talking about on there and it'll be anything that's not political or religious in nature anything else right there on the board for you to discuss and you can get all that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month after a seven-day free trial that is all that it costs and after you pay or get that seven that seven-day free trial after that you get us that that low rate that's one mediocre lunch per month but you don't just get go 24 7 with that you get access to paramount plus with that for free in perpetuity, you also get access to a growing behemoth of a streaming platform that has every show CBS has ever done commercial free, tons of exclusive stuff uh, that you can only find like, you know, 1883, Picard, Evil, Star Trek, all kinds of stuff that you can only find on Paramount Plus. You got new movies, you got classic movies, old blockbuster franchises, you know, comedies, dramas, horror, everything, stuff for the kids, all of it, all of it, and stuff from the archives. Of, uh, of CBS, obviously, and MTV, BET, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, Smithsonian, all of it, all of it, right there, something for the entire family, and live sports, SEC sports, NFL sports, uh, you got UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League, Serie A, French soccer, uh, PGA Tour, you get everything on there, and we, you get all of that, and our site, all of it, for just about 100 bucks and change a year. One of the best deals you can possibly find. And if you don't do it, I don't know what's wrong with you. Go do that. Don't be a fool. Go do that. If nothing else, guys, you should hear from, hear from us in a few days. So until then, uh, try to be good to each other. Try to have basic human empathy for, for people out there in the world. There's not enough of that these days. There's too many a-holes. We don't need that. Be good. See you. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.